Greetings, Dost, to Khudra Healing Podcast. This is a virtual tavern where you'll drink the wine of Sohbet while sipping poetry from Zuleikha's Divan, listening to talks on healing and discourses on the path of Ish. I am Alicia Ali, your host and Dost in the path of love. To learn more about our works, we welcome you to connect to Khudra Healing. Hello. Hello. Greetings, Sana. Starseed Sana. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new word, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the new channeled word. I, I call you, you my sunshine guy. For, so. <laughs> for, for now, at least. <laughs> sunshine? I don't know about that. <laughs> Shams, uh, Shams so, guide. You are a Shams guide. Uh, all right. Um, so it's nice to have you back. Yeah, nice to have uh, um, connect with you again. It's right. always my pleasure. Yes. So what are we speaking about today? I think we're going to be talking about uh, the nature of channeling and how, kind of how to decipher between channel messages and regular messages and the connection with guides and and how, what are the means of, of how things are channeled and how it applies to our, our general life path, I think. How about you? How would you, where would you want to steer it? Yeah, I mean, I think channeling is a very important um, sort of topic at this point. Why? Because I think we're all experiencing some sort of channeling, especially at this time where we're going through a global sort of silencing and slowing down. So then there seems to be um, the voice within everyone, which is coming forth and perhaps much louder. So the channeling from within is a phenomena that everyone can relate to. It's that inner voice or it's a voice that's coming to and through you. Right. Which That's basically serves right. as yeah, to basically just serves as a um, <clears throat> inner tool of guidance and um, yeah, and I think how you said uh, that it's uh, especially during this time, it's a very emphasized sort of um, skill that we have to kind of bring forth within us. That if it's especially if it's lacking, that sort of listening to the voice of our intuition our heart or it's kind of like outside of the mind space right it's um it's transcending all the fears and the conditioning of what what we you know um are taught it's kind of transcending all that and just listening to that simple voice that tells you go you know it's uh that passionate voice most of all right yes and you mentioned that very um very precisely because the word simple is as simple as it gets because sometimes with these terms like channeling and you know reading and so forth it may appear that these are complex terms and something that could be like um you know accessible to people who have been um 
who are highly skilled at mm-hmm. receiving these sort of um, inner uh, messages. However, the simplicity of the matter is that the voice always that the, the voice is always there within us, and it's speaking even while we're silent. And it's a constant, it's a constant channeling that we, um, we, we basically receive, but sometimes, or a lot of the times, we are unaware, not listening, right. uh, basically sleepwalking through our lives, um, not listening to what is happening within, what is, what is um, being channeled. Right. Exactly. It's kind of like there's miracles and um, help from the unseen happening at all times, yet we are not channeled. Actually, what channeling really is, 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 is tuning your mind into that channel of that, uh, of those messages. But um, the problem with most of us is we don't, we are not tuned in like a radio station. We're not tuned into that channel to be able to receive them. So first we have to almost put ourselves in this mindset um, of actually becoming in tune to those messages, which takes us, requires a sort of stillness and peace within our mind space and um, in general, in terms of how we cope with life, I think, in, in simply said. Yes, yes. And um, it's absolutely almost like a mandatory prerequisite to a get into that quiet space in order to receive and hear in order to act or convey and at the same time there has to be an inner connection and something that you need to go through in order for you to be harmonized with yourself and therefore your surroundings and basically the universe and then be able to tap into that universal mind. There's only one mind, that first primordial intellect, um, which comes from the first light created. Right. First, yes. Or some would call it, some would call it collective consciousness, but it's higher than collective consciousness. More of some define it as Christ consciousness. Some say the heart of prophet. Um, There's many different ways you can interpret it. Um, But it's that universal, those universal messages that connect us all in some sort of, some sort of way of love. I mean, that's, exactly. I think, the simple way of right. defining it. But there's many, many channels to what channeling really is and how it applies to our own lives, but in a general sense. Exactly. So then going back to what we just said, do you think you will, you'll be able to channel or even receive adequately if you are not attuned to yourself um, how could you yeah. hear otherwise yeah a lot I of think people it, are muffled right right I mean definitely it it has a lot to do with your connection with self 
And this is not your ego self, which is what confuses things a lot of times in our mind space. Anything to do with confusion, a lot of times is mixed with our ego. But this is more of a voice that says, that makes you very sure of what you're doing. It's, um, and definitely you have to be, it has to be in connection with your higher self, which is mainly what drives you to expansive parts of everything, you know, your life in general, it's channeling generally is very, um, it leads you into expansive territories. This is what I've found and anything that has restricted me as part of my own limited beliefs about myself and the world around me. So I think that's what creates kind of this, uh, these um, creative blocks in people is because they are tuning more into their limited um, beliefs, this square-mindedness, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, so basically, channeling, um, as per what you just briefly mentioned near the end, is basically defying um, the world of the senses, Correct. Right. Right. Because it's it's speaking th to you about something that is not there. Right. Right. About an it's invisible a element uh, foreseeing something, whether it's an event or doing acting upon something which is not necessarily present right now. So mm -hmm. there's um there's um it's defying the the five senses so it's basically tapping into our inner faculties you know right inner faculties and i think that um that channeling can be expressed in a, a lot of different ways it sometimes will come in the form of words sometimes in the form of um being um stomped in your in your path in terms of blocks Sometimes it will come in the form of uh, dreams, um, uh, synchronicities, or little, you know, miracles that kind of lead the way where it tells you, okay, this is the way. So there's different forms of way, the way the channeling world works in terms of guiding us. And I think the main purpose of channeling is to guide us to our higher selves. Um, and how that happens, I think, is very individual to each person. And it's right. not something it's not something that is, you know, something mystical and that, you know, only spiritual people can um, channel. It's more like you said, it's very um, it's actually just a matter of you tuning into yourself and your inner faculties and taking the time to become that medium, uh, taking the time to become that vessel to be able to listen most of all, you know. Exactly. Exactly. That's um, absolutely true. And the channeling can also be through perception, right? So I may be seeing a person who's in front of me in their highest potential, even though that hasn't manifested yet. But that is also a form of channeling, correct? Right. 
Right. You're seeing you're seeing them in their highest potential, their higher self form, which is their soul form. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's how that's how guides usually that's how the guides usually guide people is because they see that aspect of them, that higher version of them that normal people actually don't cannot go break through the barriers of most of us see others through their ego self. Uh, through the eyes of our own ego and our limited self. But what the guides actually do is they see people through the eyes of their soul. So they're, they're seeing the highest potential of them, which, is, which allows them to guide them towards that and not take things personally or take things, um, you know, to a lower dimension where you're judging. It's more... It's more of a higher frequency, higher dimension type of, of a perspective you're taking on everything. And that's, I think, where the realm of channeling kind of stems from is this higher dimensional, you know, 5D, 5D multi-dimensional point of view that is very different than the three-dimensional point of view. So we can, if we can tap into that higher reality through whatever means, maybe meditation or, in my case, art, um, where I can sit down and focus on something beautiful. And that's when I channel because of the symbols that come up. Um, that's just one si- side of the way I channel. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. Right. And how would you basically, if someone was to ask, you know, what's the difference between a knowing and a channeling because you know you can think about something and get an idea and then do you say well that idea is therefore channeling so how does one decipher that that's what people would ask right so Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot to do with tapping into the subtleties of things. I think that is a skill that um, you have to develop over the years of practice with it yourself. It's, um, it's tapping into the subtleties. You know, it's, um, it's sometimes quite um, confusing because we don't know what is being guided and what is from our ego. That is always, you know, that discrepancy a lot of people have. And, you know, I've had that myself personally. Am I really being guided or is this something that's coming, stemming from my desires or, you know, from that point of view? So I almost have to go into this space of being totally in the flow and, and this humble sort of space where I'm saying, you know, I'm totally at the mercy of, of my higher guides. Um, I will do the physical work that is required, but I am going to step out of, you know, out of that control mode of that, you know, wanting to control things because divine, um, the way divine intervention works is that a lot of times you have to let go of that or your own control that kind of plays out in the back at all times. It, it, it is something that you have to bring into your own awareness that you are, you know, acting uh, from a space of control that almost has to be let go of to be able to receive in the right way, which actually I think requires years of breaking down your ego desires, you know, that is where certain um, 
spiritual paths like um, you know the Nakshbandi path and the Rika's play is because what it does is it over the years it breaks down your 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 ego desires and allows you to open up to a higher higher aspect of yourself which cannot be done unless unless you have some sort of trials and tribulations that happen that break you down in that way you know that seed that seed that reveals the flower so i think a lot of the process of how we become good at channeling and deciphering between what is good and bad is we really have to let go of our own sense of self and this means our identity our ego self not our higher self you know right it's yeah it's basically channeling cannot be done without a disassociation of yourself yes right the channeling especially it, yeah especially if it's if it's if it's something that you are required to channel to another party or just consciousness generally and it's almost like it's almost like you need to you see yourself um objectively right right yeah exactly seeing yourself through a, a mirror like uh, of outside of you right almost right right and it's almost like okay this is just as much as there's a message coming through you it's personally devised for you as well exactly so you're not you're not exempt from the message um but you are included or inclusive of the message yet you become a um a channel a vessel to basically um to basically it's almost like the concept of you know breathing the spirit into the body and breathing that um the message the the message is being uh blown into you as the spirit was blown into adam right right and that's uh something that kind of is something you cannot control a lot of times It, right. it happens when it needs to happen it's not something you can force um and channeling mainly works uh you know i what i find myself is it it mainly works um to guide me but not not just to guide me but to motivate me this is what i've found over the years with myself is that the channeling has come in a lot of kind of funny ways and um also in the in the form of sense and kind of this outer voice uh, so to speak that comes from outside of me i've had this happen to me many times and i've um always been reassured that that it has been something from the outside given the the nature of you know the future events that have happened regarding it so it's yeah it's interesting you know i i can tell you one example of something that has happened to me in the past regarding my paintings and i there was once a few years ago where i was um i had a bunch of um art frames that i had prepared for actually another event 
And this was, I was actually just sitting and meditating on my couch one morning. And I got this voice from the outside, you can say. It was not something from within me. It was something that was distinctively outside, which I knew it was a higher form of, of a guide that was... Clear audience. Was, yeah, clear audience mm. or, or what it was. But it was definitely... Mm. The, the idea, the, the identity of the voice was that this is a higher guide, you know, that's what okay. it was. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was saying, it simply said, bring the frames, you know, that's what it, what the words were, bring the frames. And then I kind of paused for a second. I'm like, oh, which frames? And I was uh, automatically led to the frames that I had prepared for this other event that did not, you know, sell. So bring the frames meaning and this was we were actually going to Michigan to see our our guide there so I knew automatically that okay I'm supposed to take these frames to Michigan I don't know what I'm supposed to take them but I just know I'm trusting this voice and I'm just going to take them so I uh, gathered the frames the next day since we were driving I put them in the back I took them to Michigan um, yet I had no clue what I was supposed to do with the frames. So what happened was I was open to see, okay, what these, what these frames are, or what am I, what is the reason why I'm supposed to take these there? But what opened for me that, that, that one night was that I realized that they needed, they actually needed to raise money for the, the mosque there. Um, and so when my, my actual guide physically called me up that day and said, okay, where are those frames? We want to sell them and auction them off. So what happened that night is that we, he auctioned them off and we raised a bunch of like four or $5,000 for the mosque. So that is just one example of this higher sort of, um, sort of guide sort of channeling but there's you know different forms this is just one example exactly exactly so yeah there's um there's multitudes of ways um and as you said this is just one of many examples exactly right and i don't know how why don't you elaborate on some ways and means that you channel because you have your expertise in this area in a totally different light. I mean, it's very different than what I do with my art, but. Right. I think in essence, um, I would like to say in essence, it's very similar. <laughs> However, in, in the visible form uh, to certain degrees, it, it, it appears obviously differently, but the essence is, um, you know, I see, I see the common ground. Um, okay, so let me just give a brief on uh, this very um, intimate question. And that is that um, I've been here in the kingdom for about, what, 17 years? 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. And um, interestingly enough, uh, this is been a phenomena that I have experienced for this amount of time, literally, um, after coming and arriving in the kingdom, living in a city, which basically um, is all, it's no, is infamously anti-spirituality. 
not the mm-hmm. case now, but at that time. And so as far as spiritualists from any tradition, whatever that is, goes, um, you, you usually in spirituality have some sort of support system, right? In, in, the, in the real world. Spirit world, that's, that's a different story altogether. But you do have something. You have, whether it's, um, you know, connecting, whether you have uh, <coughs> gatherings or people out there in your city or whatever. So that was not the case. It's just like literally I was like on an island and mm. um, everybody's afraid to like, you know, be known or associate with something and it was always a private affair so then what do you do you can't really connect you can't really physically connect either to any of your guides or even um you know individuals who are enlightened etc because those gatherings are not allowed here so basically all all the sen- all the means that are associated with your five senses which are basically illusory mm-hmm. senses were cut and now it's like the real thing what is it then it's like you know what you've got to work with the inner because that mm-hmm. that world is limitless imagination is limitless the the ability to see is limitless the ability to hear so now it's a training of the inner faculties literally and so the dream realm started kicking in and it was, it was a lot of dreams that I had to see, but then those dreams started, um, basically, they were connecting me to people in the kingdom that I had never met, but you could mm-hmm. Google them. Like you, they're like literally people you could Google. And then dreams were coming through about them, and there was no means that I had any to connect to these people. Right. At least at that time. So that said, um, you know what? Okay, so that that was one means. Um, And and I realized that this is this is not just a phase. It's happening continuously. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it would be like um, something or another would it would like I would have some way or another to somehow events would happen. Circumstances would um form where I would have to um, have a connection with that person. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, perhaps conveying that dream to them. The funny thing is, I don't have that science um, under my belt of interpreting dreams, because that's another thing on its own. Mm -hmm. So whenever I, first of all, I never felt hesitant or shy to convey a dream to a complete stranger or even someone I met like only one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would not have, because I, I knew it was just, it was nothing to do with me. It's nothing personal. So once you realize and you uh, disassociate because it's coming through you, it's nothing to do with you. Um, technically right. speaking. Right? right. So there's, yeah, there's no, there's I- no, you know, there's nothing, it's, you're just like, you have yeah. to be emptied to kind of really, that, you know, right. totally that, feel like no shame kind of thing. Yeah, that actually reminds me, um, it reminds me of my, um, 
initial journey with this channeling and how I all of, all of a sudden started to do this um, is that I found myself channeling messages that regarding that weren't personally related to me. They were, they were uh, what I found was I was channeling the collective in a lot of ways. So let's say the problems of the collective, they weren't, um, they weren't actually related to me, even though some may have thought that they were related to me, but they were more to do with the, the collective public, which I found was a little bit of a discrepancy because I had to I had to somewhat express that this is not me. This is just something I am channeling for the greater good. Um, which, um, right. you know what I mean? It, it, it sort of uh, created a discrepancy in my own identity where I was like, okay, well, this is not me, but this is the messages I am conveying that I need to convey. Um, um, and so disassociating myself from the judgment of that kind of was a little bit challenging, I think, for me personally. Right, right. So then there was an element you're saying of um, real-time connection with those people because there, there are seers out there. I, I am surrounded by a, a good number of, mashallah, female healers, mm-hmm. and they are seers. Um, some of them are prophetic seers. Like every week we have some update about a prophetic dream. And so, so, um, you know, so the point is that there are people who see, but it doesn't always translate into uh, a real time connection, whereas there's more weight on that, on that channeler, where it's like, you know what, you get to see, but guess what, we've got work, you've got to, you you know, you're, you're literally being pushed into like a messenger sort of role, but nothing like you know, nothing fancy, but it's just, that's what it is. So you're just, and, and the funny thing is that whoever it is receiving that, they fully embrace it. I've never had anybody doubt because it's, um, it's, it's almost like, you know what, you get it in, you get it in the hoop, you get the basket in the hoop the basketball in the hoop. There's never mm-hmm. been any sort of resistance, believe it or not. And I'll right. tell you a really strange story before you give me a strange story. I'll tell you something like <laughs> next Which level. we have many. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and I think this will be interesting for the listeners. Of course, I cannot convey any names. I will never reveal. I've got like, I'm sworn into secrecy with names. So and I have of to course. keep Of course, and you're very good at These that. These are like... <laughs> so, um, so I remember I one of my first poetic gatherings here in the Hijaz. I was going on. I was invited to actually do a molid, and the audience were Hijazis, all English speakers, and they wanted to hear poetry on stuff that you could not actually hear. So it was a private gathering. So in that gathering, there was an individual, and he basically requested after the gathering, like a day or two after, whatever it was, he asked for a specific poem. He said that really hit home and it's just bringing, it's opening up things for me. So before I get into the story of what happened, fast forward, I just want to say that writing has been also a major means of channeling for me um, in in terms of poetry. So Mm -hmm. it comes through poetry as the medium. 
and um, poetic sort of um, uh, sayings, right? But speaking about, you know, a variety of topics and, and truths or whatnot. Um, so anyhow, so I sent that poem to him and then the dream started. So I had a number of dreams. I just basically delivered them and got out of there, right? <clears throat> I wasn't wait, waiting for his interpretation. I wasn't looking for any validation or anything like that. It's just like, here you go. This is what I saw. You know, just please figure it out. And that's it. Never followed up after because mm -hmm. I just, there's no attachment. Exactly. In fact, something happens to my memory and I forget. I literally forget what whatever I have delivered to X person or Y. And it's good because then, you know, clear mind, then you can receive better, hopefully, um, and more. So <clears throat> this, um, yeah, so this person, I had seen a dream of him um, married to a specific lady who was not in his world at all, mm -hmm. okay, at that time. And, you know, I basically relayed the dream and I made a joke and I said, uh, I'd love to meet her. <laughs> you know, I really want to meet her because I'm at her in the dream and I really, please, like, I really want to meet her. And he's like, well, Lahi, there's, you know, there's nobody. I don't, I know don't even know her. About. I don't know. I don't know her. Three years later, I get a message saying, I need to talk to you. A phone call turned into an invite. Please come to my home because that same lady, because the description was exactly the same. Wow. And he's like, you know, I'm married to her. So I met her and we're good buddies now. Like I'm, I'm buddies with, with the wife uh, as well. So, so the point is that, <laughs> you know, these kind of channelings have happened too. So it's like, it's like a good, it's like a good drama for me um, in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah. And it kind of opens up to people. It's, it's, it's a psychic dimension, but it's um, uh, why it happens to certain people and why they have these certain abil abilities. I think another topic to kind of venture into is it's not, it's nothing to do with um, your, your religiosity or anything like that. It's just a matter of um, you being chosen, really. It's simply, it's a matter of you being chosen and, um, you know, chosen as a vessel. Yeah, yeah. And it's not something you can really be proud of. It's just you're lucky enough to be able to get it. But it's a big, but it's a big responsibility. Like it's a trust where you have to, like you said, you have to physically be able to carry out the messages. If you keep them inside, then you're not going to receive. So um, part of being a channel, channel, an open channel is that you literally have to be a bowl that receives it and also gives it. So you have to be as generous as you are as actually receiving these messages otherwise it does not work the, the the realm of channeling won't won't allow you to uh get these messages if you're not someone who can actually release them as promptly as you get them oh that's a very very um valid point here and right it, it is so valid and it is so true that inspiration basically pushes your physical self into action it's not you acting anymore because we act based our physical actions are based on what's happening to the subconscious right what's in the subconscious mm -hmm. 
and and only then can we when that command comes in from within then we can move right, right in that direction right. um exactly you know, hence hence affirmations you know hence positivity all this all the stuff is all about you know yeah being and doing yeah um, but the inner work is there and um yeah and you said you said you need to a receive and 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 act upon that right immediately right because it's like it's almost like a window of time right it's exactly. like a window of time you get it, and it's like the clock is ticking it's like those movies with the bomb you know exactly. you don't you don't configure and it to set not set off it's going to blow up something yeah, yeah. so that's the urgency do you feel that urgency exactly i do and it's uh, sometimes i almost feel like i'm some sort of robot i don't even feel like me personally i feel like a lot of my actions are not mine they're just it's just me something it's just something that's moving me constantly that i have no idea uh you know a lot of things don't even make sense to me a lot of times sometimes i'm just prompted to do something you know and i uh for for me from my limited point of view i don't really get it but i do trust the, the inspiration and i go ahead with it which i have found that yes it sort of has got me in trouble over the years maybe <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. it it has guided me in all the right directions um in terms of opening myself up to my own inner bliss you know it's uh i i have fa- found that it's all been for the better so i do trust these things so i think part of uh receiving is also trusting and um trusting these inner voices and plus also giving it value like you have to be someone who's trained in a way to to give value to this sort of uh work or give value to this sense of uh spirituality that needs to be conveyed if you don't have a uh, value for it you're not going to act in the you're not going to carry out the trust in the right ways you know uh if you don't yeah if you don't Misuse have misuse or abuse basically yeah you have to develop that sense that it's something that's crucial to get out there you know also exactly and i think um you know with with the rise in spirituality and even um you know the the healers within everyone right but um just going back on the topic of channeling you know there's a lot of people who go out about and they basically put out a lot of claims like i'm going to tell you about yourself and mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm going to tell you about you know every little detail of you know your past right, or right. whatever and there's a lot of pseudo spirits uh, yeah. out there right and and i believe based on what you just even said i just want to um continue in that and that is that channeling in my personal experience has to have tangible proofs mm-hmm. so if you're asked if you're looking for something and you're out driving in the middle of nowhere and you're trying to get somewhere and that intuition within you is telling you take a left but somebody on your phone has given you directions to take a right you choose to take a left mm-hmm. and you make it there um or you meet some interesting person 
uh, mm-hmm. you know, on the road, which mm-hmm. leads you to something else or whatever. So there has to be tangible proofs. I don't right. think it's fair to believe people must be very, very uh, aware of the fact that you could be conned into this. You don't go to spiritual people to 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 get the channeling. I don't think that's the point. No, and, and people should not go around saying I channel. Come to me, yeah, exactly. or I channel, and I'm going to tell you this. I think that I think itself that- is ego. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that those who making I think the claim a red flag, yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. That it's a false claim because as soon as you try yeah. to validate in some sort of outer um, sort of way that's uh, appealing to your ego, I think it's that's a that's a red flag right there that mm. it's false. Right. Yeah. So then, so then there has to be some tangible proofs, i.e., results with what you're channeling otherwise you know what you're just throwing darts into the air you're just making up stuff right and you're not fully for example um you're not seasoned enough to do the work and you're just running into it because you just this is what you desire to do so then that's where the ego and then you have hit and misses and and then all of mm-hmm. that so um so I this should not be a purpose like people should not I don't think people should try Seek to sign it. up for this. Exactly. You're not supposed to sign up. It's not a voluntary thing. You, you're given it based on for whatever reason. Exactly. For whatever yeah. reason, you know. You're chosen in a sense, but it's not, it's not yeah, easy. Nothing, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make you special or anything, but it's just like this is a phenomena and it happens. And everybody has experienced um, well, you know, just to kind of um, disassociate associate with the whole, you know, the the idea, the you know, the mystical or you know, the glory out of it. It's not something that that is easy to do. I mean, there's a lot of your own barriers that happen that you have to break through with this sort of channeling. It's not something that you are yourself going to agree with a lot of times. Um, and you have to be willing to set aside your own um, ways to be able to be open to these channelings. Because, so it's not so easily done. You know, it's not, it's, it's hard on the ego. Uh, it is, it that. is. So that's something that, you know, it's, it's not something to be glorified if you want to become a channeler and you're all, you know, all of a sudden you can channel spirits and stuff like that. It's nothing to do with that. It's actually a breakdown of your own ego in a lot of ways. Not, yeah, it's a total, like, I, I'll just tell you right now, look, I'm, I'm living in a place that people, trust me, they know a lot, but they're scared like, scared like Sally to basically talk about anything openly. It's almost like they don't know anything, right? And here I am, okay? I've got to break through these constructs and these Mm -hmm. old paradigms and the fear-based paradigm people have, right? Through my writings every single day, almost, right? Unless I'm having downtime, right? Right. And then it's like I'm recuperating, because it's full moon, right? And and so it's like, you know what? I know the mental, like the consciousness of the area I'm in, I am totally in tune with that. And my 
writings are contradicting that. Exactly. It's almost like an affront. But guess what? I am so prepared for that. Um, <laughs> sort of being like sidelined or looked as as weird or yeah, you know, whatever it is. But it's it's not about you anymore. And like no. you said, it's not an easy thing. So you've got to remove these masks. Um, you've got to, and, and most of all, forget the masks. It's the fear. Most exactly. people, yeah. So you, you, to channel, you have to be fearless. Exactly. Almost to a point where I, I could actually, like here, they, they, they can lock you up if you say anything unaligned. Right. It's not I'm trying to go into any of those, you know, lanes or anything, but technically they can take words and, you know, comments or whatever and 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 kind of, um, you know, manipulate them. Yeah, manipulate. Yeah, exactly. So I'm even aware of that. And yet I am fearless. Maybe it's just something in my um whatever in my well, yeah. I, yeah I haven't let that come and creep into me and therefore I can still do and if it's coming from a good place then you really even if you scrutinize yourself you know that it's it's technically not you know it's if you're coming from a good place coming from right. heart space right? right so that's what it is so if it's not heart space like, I remember, I'll just, I, I know I'm going on too long, but I have to give you an example here, or the listeners that I remember I wanted to say something um, to expose, you know, certain ideas that I know people are, you know, um, you know, this is how they behave. And right. I'm aware of those shadows. And They're I wanted hiding to behind. put something in. Yeah, I wanted to put it out saying, you know what, it's, I'm going to just, I'm going to shine some light on it and let let everything be seen and i was even going to expose some things right and then i and i and then i thought you know what i was actually um it wasn't coming from a higher source it was something that i had to experience in the past and eventually like i would have to let go of that and hopefully i have but I realized that it was coming from me as opposed to anything channeled. So I was like, I never even posted that up, even though I felt it was important to put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't coming. It, yeah, it, it, deciphering. yeah, you get it. Deciphering so our personal, Deciphering our personal uh, kind of attachments to certain things uh, yeah. and deciphering those with actual, real, authentic channeling is a skill. In exactly, exactly. But it also takes... Uh, connection with your own self and taking criticism and taking, you know, putting your ego down when it needs to. That is part of the skill of learning. Yeah. To decide. Yeah. Because you can actually get onto this wagon and then think of yourself as some infallible individual because now I'm channeling and therefore I can channel anything I want to. And who's going to stop me? And it's always right. right. No, it's not that. So you always have to be, you know, checking yourself, checking in, basically. And, and exactly. so that way, because you know what? Gifts are given, but gifts can be yeah. taken away. Exactly. Gifts can exactly. be taken. And if, if trusts are abused, halas, it's, it's, you're done. Close exactly. the shop, you know. 
from you exactly. You have to know. You have to acknowledge that it's from a higher source, um, and and they keep a check on you. You know, I know with myself, it's like if I go into that ego mode or that proud mode, I am, you know, somewhat slapped in the in the back. No, nope, no, nope, you have to remain like this. You know, it's like there are there are ways of the higher realms balancing you out in sort of a strange sort of way to keep you in line with your mission or your <laughs> higher yeah. higher purpose that does not involve your uh, ego or your self identity coming in and playing you know with it all <laughs> yeah absolutely so <laughs> that's something um, and and the thing is that if you don't have a spiritual mentor actually checking up on your ego, because you can't do it yourself all the time, right? Like you can do it to some degree, but exactly. there's, there's, there's evolved, evolved spirits force. out there, honestly. And so they, they can check up on you. So if you're basically into spirituality, <laughs> which is great, but then guess what? You don't have any, um, any checkup system, right? So right, you could be the next monster. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said that. <laughs> My pet monster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Yeah, exactly. Right, that dragon that comes out from from being too spiritual. It's like that. It's that spiritual ego, right? That comes out that we have to be as careful about as. <laughs> As the, the lower self ego does to us. Exactly. And then you have spiritual abuse, people. You have people, especially, um, this is very common. In, uh, uh, I don't think it's so common, at least on, on, on record, um, spiritual, spiritual abuse is more common in males than it is in really? females. Oh, wow. Totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's rampant, but it's there. And you, you don't really hear too much about it in, I mean, I'm not trying to divide up the genders, but I've had, <laughs> I've had, um, I've had the cases here too, because usually just like religion has a good monopoly of male, like males mm -hmm. trying to dominate religion. So then now they're like, okay, let's cross over, let's get into spirituality. Let's take over that scene too. Then they find women here <laughs> in the spiritual scene and and some of them who are not operating from <clears throat> perhaps non-ego uh, don't like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that kind of reminds me because there's a desire to control people yeah. through, through spirituality, and then abuse can take place. I'm not exactly you know, the abuse is yeah, it's an open term. The problem is that we are so um, attached to our perspective. The, a lot of these uh, issues of power and um, misinterpretation kind of come from our own limited understanding of things and taking those a little too far and not being open with receiving things in a more of a general light or an open, non-judgmental way. I think that is a very big discrepancy happening in the whole entire uh, world, you know, especially in the religious community, I find is this, um, you know, kind of this narrow mindedness. Um, it's hard to explain, but if anything is taking you in into the separation mentality or this over empower, 
empowering others in any sort of way that is a that is a bad sign you know it's um it, and it relates to something of a dream i had recently about a couple weeks ago regarding this idea of how you mentioned just to confirm this idea of the masculine polarity kind of over dominating it was a dream i had of uh, pretty much an image of my own painting of a yin yang that i had made a while back and uh, the colors are very distinct there's a, there's blue going on with the masculine polarity and there's the red you know with the flowy pattern for the feminine polarity but what it was showing in the dream or the vision or whatever it was was that the masculine polarity was over the, the energy of the masculine polarity was over ruling the feminine which i found was a great symbolism for what is happening in the whole world right now right. that is really what was it, it was expressing it wasn't something personal to anybody yeah. but it was a general sense that it's something that needs to be balanced out and this. reharmonized yeah yeah so um it's just um it's interesting that's interesting yeah that's true and i and i believe with um all that is right now that's exactly what's happening it's like there's there's a grand shuffling going on and 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 just kind of getting the energies to um harmonize and have that balance out yeah exactly balance and i out. think that is what that is what a lot of this quarantine is about i personally mm-hmm. that is yeah. because we are we are kind of forced to sit at home and ponder and do all these kind of feminine activities now all of a sudden and it's almost like a huge shift from physical uh, physical activity to you know sitting and listening to yourself and your intuition yeah <laughs> being in drawing or whatever else that um, is more of a feminine um, quality is kind of coming out and it's a, it's kind of a very sudden and abrupt shift into that space uh yeah. but it is definitely balancing out the scales in a grander sense yeah definitely there's there's a mass eruption of um creativity on so many levels whether that's in music art um right yeah and that is is sort of a feminine quality isn't it it's it's somewhat of um it's somewhat of a flowy a flowy sort of channeling quality um part of channeling is being very um feminine and in in tuning yourself to that feminine aspect within you even if you are a even if you are a male um is in tuning to that flowy nature within you that's uh, that releases control releases uh the need to think uh with logic um you know all those aspects that kind of restrict you from from the realm of how to how to be a be a good channeler of higher messages exactly can you hear me yeah okay yeah and i can so that's can. yeah that's that's um that's absolutely um I think I I think another topic that we were kind of brushing on was you know this uh, idea of um tapping into your authentic self right your real who you really are um uh which which is a prerequisite to to you becoming a good mm-hmm. channeler in the first place you really have to be in touch with exactly. with who you are really 
<coughs> you definitely <coughs> despite the, the despite what you have been taught you have to be a very kind of strong character like and how you say that you almost have to be a rebel in terms of society not and not in a troublemaking sense but in a sense where you know who you are and you go really right. go forward with so it so that a deep sense of embracing the authentic you and 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 just kind of put on exactly. the blinders because right? it, in order to become your authentic self means to shed the the conditioning that has been placed on us right since birth basically you know and and so and and in the journey of trying to exactly. discover yourself there's so many veils that have to you know shed or drop and yeah and exactly and, and then, yeah exactly. to be authentic you you simply that, have to let go of um public opinion eventually it may not happen right away but at the end and then that's, that's exactly it. it is part of it and i think a lot of us are trained uh, from very early on to let go of that fear mm-hmm. i know with myself in my own personal journey i was always a rebel i was always mm-hmm. someone who kind of did things against the grain um always did things differently okay you know i saw everybody doing this so i'm going to do it like that it was since my creativity was owing always manifesting itself in all sorts of uh, arenas in my own life where a lot of times yes i did feel like an alien <laughs> that's probably why the the et movie really appealed to me when i was growing up i yeah. really sympathized <laughs> with that alien et <laughs> because <laughs> because i was like oh i feel like i'm that person you know with the really big eyes <laughs> and and you know grand sense of creativity and uh, grand you know in, in terms of my head it, it i really appealed to be being very different and not and being okay with it which which kind of made me a very uh i guess an uh, easy target or <laughs> easy target for these sort of channelings i don't know if they're good or bad but i feel like they're there's some there yeah, they're it's quite sort of different like you, than what you, you fall into to. candidacy um, a lot of t- <laughs> from a higher realm to say okay you know what she's already right. off the grid so and she, yeah she's already <laughs> gone through whatever we would possibly make someone have to go through in order to become that so since she already went through that perfect saves us the time and the work um let's use her but not abuse her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Let's use her. Exactly. And you um what was I going to say? Not abuse her. Yeah, and you don't have to, it's something that you have to be careful not to um venture off into mixing it with things but but it comes very distinctively you know it's like you just know and it's a, you have to be non uh, you have to be not fearful that you're going to be scrutinized about it and it's not going to make sense to most people even to yourself a lot of times but it's something that needs to get out there um and just getting out the messages sometimes is is grave is is good enough you know because it opens up people's consciousnesses by just listening to the message and um even if they don't get it right away through their thinking mind it's still being processed right. in some sort of realm um 
going back to ET, right, there, <laughs> there is a form of channeling that people experience as channelers where you have literally um, spirits from the unseen realm, could be, in, you know, individuals who have passed on, personalities, mm -hmm. and, and, and you become a means to basically channel, um, channel them. Okay, that could mean anything. And, right. you know, you have these individuals out there that, you know, um, who are into, you know, who are professional channelers, and they, they, they give names of specific entities that they channel for but I noticed something that they're stuck on that one mm -hmm. entity till death does them apart basically and I just mm -hmm. want to make a point here to say that um, you are not confined or limited to even being a channeler of if if this is something that you are taken in the direction of channeling for, it could be channeling from your living teacher, or it could be someone who's already left the physical realm. And it doesn't have to be one particular person mm -hmm. or, or, or entity or right. you know, however, however you of... want to term that. It could be multiple and you, yeah. So that's, that's another exactly. thing. That's what I've that's what I've uh, noticed myself is that some some of the channeling is regarding, you know, it comes from uh, it comes from a deeper space within me regarding my own um, artwork. But then a lot of things that have to be guided in my own life at a personal level, those are a little bit different channelings. They're more inspirations that come from a higher realm. Um, it's just that I just have to tap into. I just have to notice the subtleties between the differences and there are some a lot of my channeling actually comes um the form that i do personally um uh what happens is that they start off with a one one message sentence say it's regarding this um recent one i did which sounded very extraterrestrial to me and i seem to channel a lot of these sort of extraterrestrial sort of <laughs> messages um, in, in terms of ET nature, um, I guess a higher intelligence or they're very vague in theirs in the way the words are laid out is what I've noticed with these sort of messages. But one, one that I had recently, um, just a few days ago, it started off pretty much with me saying, okay, you say, say this, um, uh, greetings, uh, earth being, something like that. So I'm like, okay, that's strange. So you want me to talk from a higher, uh, you want me to talk from a point of view that I'm not actually an earth being? Is that, you know, so it was just a strange way to work for me to start off my message. But I, so then you have but to that's trust. what was <laughs> kind of trust. guided for me to say. Even if you're, yeah, even if you're. Yeah, yeah. So be, I'm like, okay, the greeting you know. earthling. Right. It was very Star Trekky, and I, it just said, greetings, earthlings, and start with that. I was like, okay, well, I don't know what else to say, but I will wing it, you know, like how I, this morning where I, where I was about to get on with you, and, uh, you know, and we were kind of, uh, kind of um, 
trying to figure out, okay, what will we exactly say on this about channeling? But then the, you know, the, my guides or whatever you want to call them said, well, just wing yeah. it like you do your <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> you know, so it's these funny sort of messages that kind of get you, get you kind of motivated uh, into these uh, kind of weird arenas a lot of times in there, because a lot of times we are breaking these paradigms, you know, and it's very challenging for the ones that are at the forefront of these breaking paradigms. So what, what ends up happening is that we are really, we are really supported by these higher sort of guides because we have to do this kind of work. And it's very hard because when you're breaking through the societal sort of um, pressures and ways of thinking and trying to get over the, you know, uh, opinions of others. This is, is, this is all very challenging work. So um, that is why I think a lot of us are helped in these unseen sort of ways because we do need that support because we don't really get it from the right. from regular humans, <laughs> if you were to say. You know, so part of um, part of that is because we are breaking through so many barriers in terms of limited beliefs. Um, and it's just it's just challenging sometimes to get that support from people. Sometimes you don't get it at all. You know, like a black sheep, you're just <laughs> you're just weird and you just have to continue with that weirdness. Um, um, if it means that you're going to, you know, you have to think of yourself as an alien and be proud of it, you know, then so be it. (laughs) So, yeah, so it's almost like um, no expectation (laughs) of the outcome, basically. So you have to be detached from likability factor, you know, and 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 that's that's a hard hit on your ego, because most of the things you're doing, there's an element of, you know, you know, um, a sense of acceptance, but when you channel, it's just like, you know, you're, you're basically up against a lot of um, odds and, uh, and criticism and, and um, talked about and all of that. But you know what, if you're truly channeling, then that is basically Qudra. Qudra is prana, it's chi, it's universal energy. And it's not, and, and that information mm-hmm. you're channeling is basically, it's always been there and it always has been there. So it's neither created or destroyed. And therefore, mm-hmm. it exists, but you're just a vessel to basically speak that or convey that or, or relate that. And um, yeah, so then, so then that's, I can't even mm-hmm. remember now what I was saying, but. But the point is that you have to be detached from the, even the outcome. You could actually lose uh, friendship or connections, business contacts, because if this comes into, um, you know, different areas of your life, and typically that's what happens, right? Because you're not just going to just be doing business mm-hmm. and keeping the intuition on the side, but it's an it's an everyday affair, every moment, you're going to be very intuitive in everything you do, whether it's business or whether it's spirituality, it's all one. And so you're, you're going to be, um, you're at a faster rate of attraction, of authenticity, because you are that, what you are. And, and two, you're going to 
have a very mm-hmm. fast rate of removing the, um, the, the, those who are not in your energy field. So you basically, it's a protection for you to surround yourself with like energy on that certain frequency and that state of consciousness. So there shouldn't be major contradictions in your choice of associations with you and your people because it it should resonate like their Mm -hmm. sort of way of being or whatever it is. um, uh, it, It has to reflect you should have some mirroring there. It can't be otherwise. So, Mm -hmm. right right and I think the more you open to your authentic self um, the more like how you're saying as well the more miracles you kind of attract in your reality because you are more clear in your own vision of yourself you don't have those discrepancies of mass and subconscious beliefs and and that play out that actually block our physical reality from manifesting what we really want um Right. So and, and this idea of, you know, being um, kind of a, another topic, but this idea of being very creative with the way you approach life, um, having a sense of flow um, and be willing to change wherever things need to be changed and not holding on to your older ways of being. I think that's a constant uh, thing that we uh, sense of way of being we have to be in tune with right. is always be willing right. to change if you have to change because energies are always shifting um, and if you're stuck in this idea that I have to remain in this sort of identity then you kind of get left on the wayside it's um, you know the energy of this ascension and what is happening around the world now um, if you don't are not grasping onto this idea that you have to kind of embrace the change and be that change and be willing to uh, move with it. Uh, you, it, It's going to kind of uh, just sweep you off and uh, take you to some other, leave you in some sort of other lower dimension yeah. while everybody else moves up. Well, so that's, uh... it's important for us to be more, be open to, to shifting ourselves, you know, and that's something hard in the ego, you know, it's not something the ego likes to do. It's always attached to certain comfort of being a certain way. But yeah, but that's, that's spirituality right there. Being yeah, detached, yeah, um, even though you're attached, but there's a constant sort of equivalent state of detachment. So you, I am what I am right now. And guess what? I may, I, if, you see, in change um, uh, or, or in growth, change is inevitable. So if there is no change, then that's a problem, mm-hmm. actually. That's, that's a huge question mark. If somebody's the same person, you know how people are like, oh, but you changed? I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you that's know? a compliment, right? Exactly. And, and that, I'll take that is as a compliment. part of the soul evolution you have to be changing and evolving so that change really technically means evolving and your older states of consciousness are being you know um, removed or you know not not necessarily removed but you know you're evolving to higher states of consciousness so in that you cannot be the same how could you be the same 
and 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 right. yeah, and sorry, in Sufism, I just right. want to think, say this yeah. one thing. There's um, there's a there's a no, go on. there's a saying that says that the people of states are always changing. There's no stagnancy because the heart is constantly in different halls. So it is it is actually a mm -hmm. very good thing to be in different halls or states. Right. Right, always improving, right? I think there's a saying by Imam Ali that says, if you're not uh, improving, then you might as well be yeah, underground. Like or what that, is that definitely. saying of his? Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So this idea that if you're not changing, then there's something wrong. But it's kind of, a, it, as you change and evolve, actually what it does is that it brings different sort of experiences and people into your life which sometimes it results in sort of discrepancy between your evolution and others, um, where you s sort of kind of become disconnected from some as you move up in your own ladder of, of mm -hmm. ascending into higher consciousness, right? So that's something, I think that's, that's the nature of um, experiencing what we experience and moving up in the ladder of, of, of experiencing blissful, new sort of uh, adventures is um, is that the, the more you grow in your own understanding, the more your experiences change around you. So I think that's a good, that's a good indicator that you're, that you're moving up, but it's challenging sometimes when you're holding on to your old reality and you're moving up. It it's, is, it it's is. It's a little challenging. And, um, and technically you can only surround yourself with who you are and energetically the frequency is reflecting you. You're only going to be able to be in the frequency that you're in. So that could be your surroundings, that could be the people around you. And that could also mean the people who used to be your friends. Perhaps there was no fight, but you just, for whatever reason, you just grew apart because frequency. You're no more on that same frequency. It's a no offense situation, you know, and it just happens. Sometimes right. that just not sometimes, it's just part of happening. Right, right. It's like almost like we're, we're, we're tuning into different dimensions as we move up in, in our, like it's very consciousness connected or the, the reality we live is very based on our own evolution. So the higher we go, the more um, different our circumstances and, and reality changes based on our own mirror of our own right. evolution, right? Um, so it's almost like we're living different timelines, but it all depends on myself, me, myself, and I, and, and what I, what am I doing to change it within me first before it manifests outside of me. So I think that that is kind of what creates that sort of no blame sort of, um, you know, mentality where you take in upon yourself with everything, that everything is a mirror of you regardless of your circumstances and that uh, once you change that within that inner state within yourself is when things will shift on the outside but it all depends and on your own inner state a lot of times we blame the outside for our for our problems but really uh, there's something going on within us that creates that problem or that sort of sort of um, mirroring on the outside yeah. We are the cause and we are the effect. 
everything that we're experiencing is basically only us. So if it's that rude person on the street, it's us. Or it's that beautiful smile from the lady, right, you know, exactly. you're, where you're buying flowers from. It's it's you. So there is no reality but yourself in exactly. your outer world. Your inner and outer is exactly in harmony. In the sense that, in the sense of experience, right? Yeah, yes. and this is something. And yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is something you talk a lot about in yeah, your book. Exactly. There is no. There is. There is nothing. So. You know, what we don't like or what we, you know, what what doesn't seem seemingly, then guess what? Just fix that internally. Reflect, you know, and then that that means silencing. That means reflection. That means stillness. That means meditate. And that meditation could just be simply sitting down mm-hmm. and figuring things out through silence or even... Um, writing down things so there's a lot of inner work too that has to be done in order for us to just channel for our own selves right we want to channel for our own selves we want to be totally be guided by that inner guidance all the time so that should be the goal right to to tap into that inner guidance um, that infinite intelligence that's within us so that, that should be the purpose, actually, in order to be guided in all areas and avenues and lanes and mm-hmm. in life. Right. And that, and that kind of reminds me that any sort of discrepancies and um, situations that we deal with in our outer reality, I think what is one main purpose of it all is to kind of connect you with that inner inner fact into those inner faculties to kind of put you into those otherwise without those outer discrepancies you would not actually be looking for any sort of inner validation or this inner sort of uh, help you would constantly be okay and satisfied with your outer Um, but I think there's a the, the main reason why these difficulties and certain things happen to us is that for us to dive deeper within, and I think for a lot of us, our personal journeys really reflect that, you know, in terms of the, the experiences of, of pain that we've experienced or really have, have driven us within in so many ways and opened up this channeling, um, you know, to, to this infinite realm, which is, really, which is really ourselves a lot of times, like you mentioned, you know, so it's all good in the end, isn't it? It's all, it's all planned by a higher, higher wisdom, and is just the way our life unfolds. I find that it's all meant to be the way it is because the skills and the, the way it unfolds. It's we don't see them a lot of times now, but it's all meant to be the way it's it's meant to be. And a lot of times, to open up these skills for us requires a lot of work on our part and uh, a lot of sort of suffering sometimes, you know, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, you, treasures are not given cheap. They're, they, they have a cost, you know. So any anybody who's inspiring to be some sort of a channeler, I would definitely say, it's, you know, it comes at a cost. It's not something easily yeah, I, given. I don't, I don't um, even think anyone should be aspiring to be a channel or... Have I got it wrong? What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I think as soon as you have that, I, I, well, I think as soon as you have that, it's inspiration to 
to inspire to be a channel, then that means it's false. That you that you should definitely drop it as soon as you can because that's coming from an ego space. You have to be somewhat uh, guided to become it. Um, right, right. So yeah, it's not or, something or you can see. Perhaps what you're, you're what given, you're really right? saying, what you're really saying is some of the to be are, able to just yeah, just I guess tap into that inner truth, that infinite. Um, that infinite sort of knowing. I think there's an innate, there's an innate desire to just yeah, and you know to to not be dependent on the outer world to to be able to make our decisions, to be able to know, to 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 be able to feel, to be able to see. So we're we're yeah. actually desiring to be connected to the divine because that is the infinite within us and and then wanting that it's just bringing you back mm. to source and if you're really in tune with the inner faculties and you're connected to source right you're connected to humanity and 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 everything around you the cosmos and and everything that's why you know um perhaps you know you're mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like how you said, it's like when you, it, it's, it shows you, um, when you channel in this sort of way, it shows you kind of the multidimensional aspects of whatever is unfolding, right? So it's not, it's just not, it's not just what you see is what you get. There's a lot of inner wisdoms unfolding that sometimes we don't understand sometimes they have to unfold the way they do to reach a certain understanding. So looking at things from just the physical point of view, I think a lot of us uh, fall into that trap and we sort of uh, go into this fear mode, fear mode of not understanding it and trying to process it with our thinking mind. And it just doesn't work. But I think that's an epidemic happening in, in, in the collective consciousness right now is is this idea that uh, what you see is what you get, you know, judging from the, the physical appearance of things. But we have to realize that everything is happening for a reason and that there are many multidimensional aspects to why everything unfolds the way it does. Um, and to let go of that physical manifestation and tap into a greater reality of why and which brings us into the space of peace. You know, it's like, okay, I'm okay with whatever is happening. I cannot control it. So there's no point in me venturing off in, in unnecessarily fearing something that I don't need to. I just need to trust and right. go I think with that's, that's a beautiful a note of time, to sort you know? of end it off. And, and, and just remember, the next time you're sitting with somebody mm -hmm. or the next time you open up the page of any book it's only you seeing yourself reading yourself hearing yourself so pay attention to that and as we pay attention to the outside world of you know where we perceive and um, experience through our senses that helps us and we understand the correlation that it's just us experiencing us and then that helps us connect to the inner faculties. So, you know, next time you're with somebody 
or on a call or whatever, just realize that it's you speaking to you. And right. if you can actually see that in everything, there's no way you're not going to be connected to right. your faculties. And I think our call, our, our, our episode today is, it's, it's, right. it's good. Um, so do you have any last point that you want to say or no. that you want to channel? <laughs> no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. And other... <laughs> greetings, earthlings. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, just, I think the main words that are coming to me right now is be open, um, you know, be open to what is happening now with everything that is unfolding and that it's all for the higher good of all of us, you know, um, and some things may look like they're, they're problems right now, but they're definitely not problems. They're solutions to greater, greater things to unfold for our own or for our own destiny, really um, to align us with our destiny takes time. You know, it takes the unveiling of our ego self and, ego um, sort of barriers that we put upon ourselves and what we've learned. But it's, um, you know, all is aligning us with our destiny. Bringing us home every moment. Is what I would like to say. Perfect. Okay, so until next time. Yes. um, Perhaps maybe we'll go into more of the um, extraterrestrial topics. Um, Because I know there's a lot we can speak about in that. Maybe we can even get a guest on with us. So (laughs) looking forward and thank you for your time and sharing and your energy and your love. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Alicia, and yours likewise. Bye.